This is the Lover and the Fighter podcast with Josh Cohen and Dean Thomas. Yes, sir. It is the Lover and the Fighter podcast. I would be the lover in the form of Brother Love, J to the C. That would be the fighter in the form of the MMA and UFC pioneer, coach, corner, broadcaster, king of all UFC media, Dana White looking for a fight, pre-show, post-show, during the fights, coach's corner analysis, Dean's diaries. I got it all right. You there. got it all? It was clean you right got it all. That was clean. We are on 13-minute schedule today. We're going to cover this entire episode in 13 minutes because the people got no time for the nonsense. They are getting over to Houston. You'll be on your way later on tonight, I believe. Tomorrow. I'll be on tomorrow afternoon hitting, right. uh, hitting up Houston. All right. UFC 271, big card. Yeah, huge card. Huge card and a very international flair to it as well. I thought you were traveling tonight for some reason. Why would that be? Mm, I don't know. No? Sometimes I travel on the night before, you know, a couple nights before, but this time I'm going uh, tomorrow afternoon. All right, let's get right at it. We're inside of 10 seconds on this uh, first segment here, so let's get moving. Your boy Joe Rogan, under fire this week. Controversy because a tape was assembled out of context, him using a very um, harmful, dangerous racial slur that we all know that no one should be using in the year 2022. The problem was he wasn't using it in 2022. It was in years past. You've been one of those outspoken to say not only, hey, don't tell me what I should be offended by, but you also tweeted earlier this week, Joe Rogan is my boy. Yes. You as a black man, he is a white man. There's always a discussion about who can use that word. And it's not up to really anybody to decide other than an individual choice, I guess. I mean, words are just sounds at Correct. the end of the day. They're just sounds. And so it comes down to intent mm-hmm. and why you're saying certain always. words. It always comes down to intent. Yep. And I have no reason to believe that Joe Rogan would ever use that word with ill intent. So why would I be mad at him? Some say, well, it's for entertainment purpose, and he's using these words and slurs in these contexts um, for the sake of entertainment, to create entertainment. And if that is the case, well, then you got to be very cautious. Yeah, you got to be very cautious. Now, it was a long time ago. He apologized for it. But the reality is is that I mean, when you sit and listen to Dave Chappelle and, and Kevin Hart, yeah, they're black men, but mm-hmm. they say it so freely. Right. So, you, I mean, we're, it's just a word, it's a word that we're used to hearing. But the difference it's, is it, they're, it, black they're, they're black men. They're black. Yeah, right. I get that. Right. I'm black as well. But, and I get since that. Since when? <laughs> since for, I've been black for 45 years. For, for your entire life. Yeah. From day one. Right. Um, you said yesterday on our radio show that I know more black people than you do possible <laughs> you said no. it you always say that you, well, you always I mean, say that, that that's our running bit i mean yeah. who knows we don't count i don't count yeah people. joe rogan is invited to the cookout yeah joe rogan so is, the yeah, joe rogan has always been good to me and always good to everyone i know um unless disney interferes unless disney with espn goes like we can't have him on the broadcast because of there's no way dana and the ufc are going to pull him off a of broadcast no no way I there's mean, no way dana, off I mean, cancel dana culture. believes in freedom of speech and, right. and doing what you need to do in order to if you feel like it's the right thing to do right and uh, there's no way he would pull Joe off. But there is, again, the ESPN Walt Disney component that could bow under pressure and say, hey, look, we got to. So right. then it's out of your hands at this point. But Dana, if it's up to him, he's never, ever benching or canceling. Absolutely Joe not. Rogan. No. But again, like so he, he don't have control over everything. Nate. Correct. This is something he may not have control over. Correct. Let's go to last week's fight night. It was... Sean Strickland being terrifying as always and talking at his opponent, just like we illustrated last episode. And uh, in the last 10 seconds saying, come on, you bleep. Come on, fight me. Get it. Sean Strickland is crazy, but he's terrifying. And he's showing that he's a skilled fighter 
that uh, belongs in these discussions. Well, I mean, that was the one thing that everyone has always known about him. Like, if you've been in the room with him, you knew that he was good. Like, mm-hmm. they say he outgrapples the grapplers. He outboxes the boxers. Really? So they know how good he is. The problem is, he's just that bad kid. And it's good that they have we have this outlet. He's a bad up, kid. Yeah, he's a bad kid. <laughs> he was that kid in, in elementary school that you knew was going to end up in jail. We talked about it right. last week, right? He and, was the kid that everybody knew in school that was always a bad kid that didn't care, would fight the teachers, fight anyone. Yeah. And he just, luckily, there is an outlet for him called MMA that people appreciate <laughs> Thank him. God. Yeah. Because, I mean, could you imagine, I mean, if he was, you know, he was an attorney or something, like, it would be bad. Yeah, or a cop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Um, what you see in his performance on, a dominating performance, and by the way, we've seen all of these main events in 2022 um, go five rounds. Uh, right. Either in the UFC or Bellator, all these five-round main events have gone the distance. Right, and I think it's just the time. I mean, it's telling at the times that, you know, these fights are so closely competitive. Matchmaking. Yeah, I mean, it's matchmaking. Yeah. Like, you can't expect them yeah. to get finished. These guys are not making a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And the one thing that I was impressed with by Sean Strickland is his defense. Like, his defense has gotten a lot better. Normally, he'd be more willing to take shots. But as you can see, like, he's, his defense is getting better as he's progressing. He's getting smarter. Yeah, he seems to be getting, getting smarter, smarter, which is getting, which is scary. Which is yeah, <laughs> which is scary. A guy with that type of attitude, when you give him some brains, yeah, it's that is be dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah, you you'd like him to just be you know like kind of dumb, right, and, and bad kid, right, smart and bad kid. That's that's yeah. how super villains are. Right. Created. That's that chemistry is definitely dangerous. Yeah, that's that's a bad situation. Um, he did say after the fight, uh, thank you to the fans. I owe it all to you. If it wasn't for you guys, I'd just be a piece of shit somewhere. But <laughs> instead, because of you, I'm a piece of shit with money. <laughs> Which is one of the great quotes that we've had in a long time inside the cage. Well, and also he said something, I think it might even been before the fight, where he said he gets to be a, a white trash. Yes. You know, and, and I think that's great that he, that he recognizes that. But it also gives, like, there's a, a big population of people that can get behind him. Because sure. they also feel like that. They can relate. Yeah, they can relate He's to relatable him, so like, that yeah, way. For sure. But, but when he said, thank you to the fans, without you, I'd be a piece of bleep somewhere instead of a piece of bleep with a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit of Joe Burrow. Yeah. I make too much money to have fake jewelry. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. In that. It was good. All right, let's move on to this weekend. It is to Houston, Texas, UFC 271. You're on the call, yeah. you will be broadcasting with John Ennick. Is it Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier? As of right now. <laughs> you, never, you never know. Yeah, you don't know. You never know. Yeah. Um, and you will not do the weigh-in show Friday morning. Yeah, I'm not going to do the weigh-in show. Kay. I am going to just strictly be the coach's voice on the side. Good. All right. Are they going skateboarding again this week? I have no idea. I think they're using a fighter, though. I think that was who right. their plan. Well, good. Let them. Yeah. Let them do that. Um, I know you're interested in Roxanne Maldifari, the uh, unicorn warrior princess, and uh, Casey O'Neill. King Casey, I believe they call her. Uh, Maldifari is someone that has great admiration and respect for you um, professionally and for the craft, and it's mutual. You feel the same way about her that she does about you, and she's claiming this is her farewell fight. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a, a woman who has over 50 MMA fights. She's which amazing. Is, which is unheard of. Yeah. I mean, she's been fighting for almost as long as I have. Wow. So she's been, I mean, she, back in the early 2000s, she's been doing this. Since. And you've been retired for eight years. Yeah, and so she, and she's still at it. And she's fighting, you know, these young up-and-comers. And she's fighting a girl who many people believe could challenge for a title one day, which is, you know. Eight and all. Yeah, so, I mean, so, you know, she's got her she's got her work cut out for her. But, I mean, she's as game as they come, and I'm proud of her, and she should be proud of her career. Casey O'Neill minus 400 favorite. Roxanne Maldifari's been in this spot. You and I did an episode for UFC Fight Pass of Watch Party. 
And she was on that card. That was Connor's last win. Uh-huh. That was against Cowboy Cerrone. And in fact, the only win since, well, we know Brooke. Yeah. But uh, Roxy, she had an upset. She was similar. Plus yeah, she, 350 she, in that against spot. Against Macy Barber. Exactly. And it was January of 2020. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if, you know, I, I know Casey O'Neill is, is legit. But I don't know if it's smart to bet like 400 against Roxanne who... I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so because, you know, I actually think that Macy Barber is just as dangerous, if not even more dangerous than Casey O'Neill. And Roxanne found a way to make that happen for her. So if she can find a way, knowing this is her last fight, if she can dig deep enough and find a way, she may be able to pull off this upset. All right, let's move on. Now the third fight from the top, Jared Cannonier and Derek Brunson. Brunson may go blonde. He did wear to the uh, press media uh, Q&A, mm-hmm. the T-shirt that says, I beat up domestic abusers. Yeah. So he's using he that platform yeah. properly. Very good. For and he elaborated Brunson. upon that. Um, he has, obviously, some crowd appeal. There's some crowd appeal in heavy hitters and, oh, my God, what might happen for this card. Middleweight. On Saturday night, Cannoneer and Derek Brunson. A Cannoneer is a minus 170 favorite. How does this fight go? You know, this fight could be very favor- favorable for Derek Brunson if he's if he can establish the pace and keep it close. He's got to get in close. He's got to get get him down because Derek Brunson punches with his chin up. Luckily, mm. in the last couple of fights, he's been able to get away with that, but you can't do that with a guy like Cannoneer who is a power puncher. He's got natural heavy hands. So like he can't get away with leaving his chin in the air against a yeah, guy like that. Yeah. But if he can if he can establish the pace, keep it close, he can win this fight. All right. Then let's move on to the co-main event of the evening. And this is interesting because I went on Twitter. This is Derek Lewis and Ty Tuavasa. And this is that heavyweight fight with two lovable guys that are a little goofy, they're a little fun, they're both terrifying. And both of them have great established brands for fun. One of them with hot balls, the other one with Spice Girls walk out and drinking beers out of shoes like Australian and KB rugby players do. Um, I tweeted last week, I think I speak for most of MMA when I say instead of these two fighting, when they get in the cage, how about a breakdance fight? Yeah. How about just a breakdance <laughs> off between the two? Would yeah, that be right? more fun? I think that would be a lot more fun. But I mean, these are two guys that is, this shows proof that you don't have to be mean or you know, unlikable. vulgar, yeah, or unlikable to have fans. Like, you can be likable. Yes. You just be relatable. I mean, these are two guys, like you said, they built their their brands off of fun. Everybody loves Derek Lewis. Everybody loves Tied to Avasa. Right. And they're going to fight, and everybody's going to want to watch it because we know that when it's time to fight, they're going to be violent. And, and the thing is, again, you know, this is Houston. It's a hometown crowd for Derek Brunson. I'm excuse me, for uh, Derek Lewis, Black Beast. This is his town and his crowd and really his show Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways because the main event is very international and certainly not in any way Texas nor American. Um, I think that you've got a situation where normally you'd get chance of USA, and whoever was fighting Derek Lewis would get booed to hell. Mm-hmm. But when Taito Vasa walks out, he's going to play a song that makes everybody dance. It's going it's to be Spice Girls, Be My Lover, or whatever, and I think there'll be some cheering for him. I think there's going to be a lot of cheering for him. I think so people agree. Are, oh, I think everyone okay. is going to celebrate both guys. This is going to be a yes. fight where... You're, you don't care who wins as long as somebody gets knocked out. And then you're yeah. going to celebrate both guys. I kind of feel like people want to see some fun, but they don't want anyone to get hurt. No, they're gonna, they're, they want one of these guys to get knocked out. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter who. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. They, Because they're both going to get celebrated no yeah. matter what. Right. Yeah, I agree with you completely. All right, on to the main event of the evening. And uh, we're running this one back and running it back. And this is Israel Adesanya and Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker. Um, Adesanya this time around is a minus 280 favorite. Remember, he did lose that other belt to uh, Juan Blakovich, right? Yeah, Back in, for sure. When was that? Uh, it's, been, it's been a few months since we've seen. Yeah. All right, so Adesanya, 
who just re-upped his deal with the UFC, who just got paid. His management says it's one of the most lucrative contracts, multi-fight contracts in MMA history. Whether that's factual, accurate or not, I don't know. But Adesanya now is paid, and maybe that would have been motiv- better motivation for that payday to come after. I know, this yeah, fight. no, but I don't know if that's really going to have an effect on Adesanya. Adesanya is a character; he's very confident, bit, almost arrogant at times. He is, but he believes in himself, and yes. that's so. Regardless of how much money he's going to make, he believes in himself, and I think he's going to bring his A game here. Uh, but to be that sizable of a favorite is not a good thing, really? in my opinion. I think that Bobby Knuckles is being underestimated because of their last fight. But you got to understand where he was mentally in that last fight. And the mentality is everything. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't in a good place mentally in the last fight. I think he's going to be in a better place. I think he puts up a better fight. This is a situation where we don't really know what's going to happen. We think we know. Right. We've had fights this year and in recent months where it's like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, gone... And, and Nagano. Yeah, for sure. We had no idea. No idea. No in idea. this one, you think you know what's going to happen, but there's a part of you that's still like, well, but wait a minute. But what's if? But what's if? Stylebender's so fluid. I'm watching Embedded. And he's, he, you know, the breakdancing, he's so fluid. He's like liquid mercury. Mm-hmm. And you think, like, my goodness, he's going to be hard. Like, he's mo- he moves so well. He's such a difficult guy to fight. Um, but there's familiarity between these opponents. Yeah, but you also got to understand that. Bobby Knuckles is pretty fluid himself, and he's quicker. Yes. He might be a quicker athlete than Adesanya. Really? Adesanya is probably a little bit more elusive. Yes. But in terms of sheer speed, Bobby Knuckles wow. might be a little bit quicker. So, I mean, this is going to be an interesting fight. And, I, you know, if Bobby Knuckles doesn't get caught with something big, he could pull this fight off. Cause, and, and he can wrestle. A lot of people underestimate his wrestling. That might be a factor in this fight. All right, Dean Thomas, what's your pick? I'm actually going to go Bobby Knuckles. What for the upset? Yes, and the co-main event, and, and the co-main event. No, I'm going Derek Lewis. All right, going fair Derek enough. Um, remember, subscribe, rate, comment, whatever. And uh, for Dean Thomas, brother love, J to the C saying thanks for listening. We will catch you next time for the next episode of the Lover and the Fighter podcast.